Busted Biscuits. I'm Jen Stanley. And I'm Jill Super. And today, we have decided that we are going to talk about self-esteem and friendship. Yes, we are. And how those things interact. Yes. So this is going to be a fun topic, I think. Oh, okay. We, you disagree? <laughs> it's uncomfortable, but yeah, it'll be okay. fun. It'll be well, good. Good, good, good. We always want to start out with our announcements, though. We've got a couple yes. good ones. Mm-hmm. So our first one is that coming up on December 9th, we have our hot chocolate crawl and nanny glow. I'm probably more excited about this than I should be. <laughs> like, I don't even care if like no one comes. I'm excited about this. <laughs> like, we will be there. That's right. And my, my kids are going to be there, and I'm going to have me some hot chocolate. So, real quick, what that's about is on December the 9th at three o'clock, we're going to meet at the Nanny Glow um, Fire Department, and we're going to go from business to business and try their different flavors of hot chocolate. And then you get to come back to the fire hall and vote on your favorite. I cannot wait for this. I, like, I, know, I, I can't wait for this. I'm yeah. good. I hope that's legit because I really feel that way because I, <laughs> I had it on my calendar like to figure out when it was going to be this year because I heard about it last year. I'm like, I want to do this. Yes. So I don't know that I typically get excited about those type <laughs> of events, but this one, it was been on my radar and I hung on to it and I want to go. Nice. So I'm excited about that. There's also a craft cha- a craft show from like one to six, I think, at, in the fire hall. So like mm-hmm. there's some more things to kind of do, but we're going to meet at three o'clock. We're wanting people to, to let us know that they're coming. We have an event for it if they want to get on and, and sign up for that so we know to wait on you so we don't like take off walking if you're like a couple minutes behind we want to make sure that we kind of go together as a group and try this out but and we have a fun activity planned we do surprise and surprise yes <laughs> and I'm so excited about that I can't wait so that we got the hot chocolate crawl mm-hmm. and then we got something exciting that we're really glad that we get to announce yay mini muffins yes mini muffins <laughs> is happening Finally. So if you've been following the podcast, we've been talking about this for a little while. And so it's been, it's taken us a little bit to kind of get everything uh, lined up, yes. but we have finally launched mini muffins. Yeah. We are partnering with Cherish Kaufman. Yep. So she is a young, very energetic gal that, um, that has a heart for people and yes. has a heart for girls, for and, girls and like helping them to connect. And so what mini muffins is, is essentially busted biscuits for Younger people, <laughs> so 14. So Young girls and teens. Right, so we had decided that, you know, like as we've talked about healthy relationships and what we need to have healthy relationships, um, we understand that it's important to catch it earlier. Yes. So here we are in our 40s talking about the things that we've learned in the last decade. Well, if we can teach these girls how to have healthy relationships, like starting at like age eight, yep. you know, and then when they get into adulthood and they've already got it figured out, like we're going to have them – you know, head and shoulders above their peers. I'm and so, so excited. man, we are looking forward to like finding opportunities for connection, like teaching them skill sets and then just finding community. Yeah. Allowing them to have that, have yeah. that safe community where they can really express themselves, be themselves and know that it's like wholesome environment. Yes. And so we had a heart for mini muffins. We, we kind of were trying to figure out how to make this work. And then we, we ran across uh, Cherish and found out like what she has started and like, you know what, this is a perfect partnership because our hearts are aligned. Like we have the same goals and that we're wanting to reach these young ladies. And so, um, if you're interested in that and so this is anyone like under age 21, essentially. Mm-hmm. So she's got them in two different groups, yep. um, first grade through fifth, fifth grade, grade and then five s- to seven on the ninth. Yes. And then sixth grade through, uh, to age 21 if, for those events. And so she also has her first event for yep. mini muffins on the ninth. Jump so, out. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. So, um, it, it conflicts with our hot chocolate crawl, but just because she already had that date picked. And so mm-hmm. in the future, they, we don't expect them to, the dates to conflict at all, but, um, and so we have information on our website about it, mini muffin info. And then we also have a page it's be a mini muffin. And yeah. so that's both our, our handle for um, Instagram as and well Facebook. as Facebook. So we'd love for you to come find it and check us out. Um, and then coming January 1st, 
we were launching our podcast. Yes, Mini Muffin. Our Monday. Mini Muffin podcast. <laughs> yep, on Mondays will be our release day for that. And so we have some recording dates coming up in December so that we're ready for that. And so, like, this is exciting. We are excited for this next step of reaching people. And so Cherish yeah. has a heart for making it fun. She's got great ideas for attracting young ladies and, like, making them want to be a part of what they're doing. And so for December, her event is called... Um, Cocoa, cookies, cocoa, and tinsel tresses. Yes. We worked on that. All. <laughs> we had to figure out the name because I like all those things that rhyme, the assonance and consonants and whatever those English words are. And so um, we, we worked on that for, like, made that plan. So she is going to, you're going to get to decorate cookies. There's a hot chocolate bar, and then you get to get some tinsel in your hair. Like It'll be some, so much fun. Yeah, some holiday tinsel. And so, anyway, it's going to be a good opportunity time. to it, talk and come together. It is going to be out at, in um, Dixonville mm-hmm. at the Wesleyan Church there in their ministry center. And so, if you want more information, we have it on our website. We'd love to have you be a part of that. If you've got girls in that age group, we want you to start following. The podcast, the plan for that is going to be um, for you to listen to that with your daughter mm-hmm. as a mom. And so then you can kind of share those things and talk about it. And so it's gonna, they're going to be shorter, you know, like 20 minutes, maybe 30 at the max. Just really making sure that we kind of just catch your attention and, and start the t- conversation so that you can continue it with your kiddo. Yep. Should be so, exciting. Yeah. It's so exciting. It's like we get to go into the new year with something new. So that's really fun. Yep. So, okay. Any, any other announcements that you wanted to add to that or anything? No, not at this time. You're excited about mini muffins. I am. That's where my heart sits. Yeah, yep. you've been in, wanting that for a while. <laughs> I have, it's, yes. It's been important. So we're, we're excited to get that off the ground. So after our last episode, which was about friendship reciprocity and like mm-hmm. give and takes of friendship, we got a listener email, and I think we wanted to talk a little bit about that and um, and process some of the information that um, that was shared. So, so the person brought up that... Um, it seems easier to want to help somebody else when they have an issue, you know, mm-hmm. or to reach out and do something for them, but it seems harder to want to ask. Yeah, I would agree. And so t- talk or about even accept and accept the help. That's very true. Why do you think that is? Why is, why is that so hard? Um, well, I just think sometimes when you've been through things in your life, like it's just easier to know that you, you just don't trust people to come in. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't trust people to come in, but you also don't, um, you have a hard time accepting it. There's just, it's just not something that uh, it's just not something that you've ever been able to do. No one's really ever offered before. And so when that starts to happen because you're getting healthier relationships, Mm -hmm. it feels awkward and uncomfortable. And so you, you just kind of sit there and you're like, no, 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 you don't have to do that, but let me go out of my way and do something for you because that that will make me, make it easier for me to know that I have value in this relationship. Right. And so I think sometimes we get let down in our friendships. Mm -hmm. And so then it makes it hard to want to ask, right? Because maybe there was a time that you did ask and that person didn't follow through for you. And so then you like kind of came into agreement with a lie. Like, well, I can't count on anybody. Like I'm only the person that I can only count on myself. I can't count on anybody else to do something for me. But that's not true. It's not true. And and as you get healthier in your friendships, um, I would expect that you would find friends that you would feel easy to ask those things of, that it'd be easier to kind of get them engaged and say, hey, can you help me with this? Or I'm needing this from you. Or could could you help me do this? Yeah, I think it's also easier to once you're in those healthy relationships to see it, not see it as rejection, but Mm. to understand that, you know, there are going to be times where someone can't help do the things that you might need. And so you might have to ask some, you know, don't ask just one person and like, that's the end of the relationship, right? Yeah. Like often we'll, we'll just say, oh, they said no. So that means it's, it's me that they're, you know, that they're intending that for. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not worth their time. I'm not, I'm not the one that 
they feel like they should spend their time on. Um, when in reality, it may just be a conflict, right? Truly just a simple mm-hmm. conflict with time. Well, and so I, I do think that we need to we need to start asking when we need something, right? I and agree. so sometimes it feels safe to ask. And so sometimes it doesn't feel safe because like, oh, they're not gonna want to do that. They're not going that's gonna be putting them out of out of their way. They're not gonna want to do that. But I think what helps me to be willing to ask is I, I put it on myself and go, if someone asked me to do this, how would I feel? Right. If, okay. if someone reached out and said, hey, Jen, could you um, could you help me like make sure my family gets fed tonight because I have surgery tomorrow? Right. Like if someone asked me to do that, I'd be, oh, man, I, I would love to do that. Thank you yeah, for absolutely. letting me help you out that way. You yeah. know, thanks for asking me. Um, and so but then I would feel weird saying, hey, can you feed my family tonight? You know, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I can't like I have surgery and I can't get it done. Like that would be hard for me to do, I think. And so I'm trying to to train myself. And like this is silly, but periodically when um, I usually work and then we, we record in the evenings. And so then um, when Jill will say, hey, do you want dinner or hey, can I do you need tea? <laughs> and so like, you know, there's in seasons of my life. I'd be like, no, no, thanks. But now I'm like, yes, bring me food. <laughs> this is what I want. You know, and so like, they, like if you're offering, yeah. I'm going to take you off on that, yeah. you know. And so then um, and that, that I kind of have a, a, a tug on that. Go like, should I should I express that I want that? Should I you know do that? And so um, sometimes I've asked you to do it without you asking if, if I want like very rarely. Yeah, it's right. But I, but I should be comfortable in that, right? You like, should. Yes. And, and I, the same, like I would expect you to be comfortable to say, hey, can you bring me food? I haven't eaten in three hours, you know, or whatever, <laughs> right? Like I, I want to be at that point in my friendships where it's okay to do that. And so um, I think it's just about stepping out and, and doing it and knowing that it feels good when someone asks. And so then when someone offers to do something for you, let, let them do it. Yeah. If, if they at all possible, I think that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, and then this, the second point that she made was about – um, it, it, worrying about asking someone because you're afraid of the rejection. Mm-hmm. And so she had expressed a desire, like she'd been wanting to invite people into her home, but there's been a few times that she has invited people and they've said no. And so now she's like shut down to go, well, I don't, I'm not going to ask anymore because I keep saying no. Yeah. Or, or they said no one time. And so that now I'm not going to ask anymore. And so um, I, I guess I would want to challenge our listeners to try to push past those moments. Now, maybe you don't ask the same person every time. But just because one person turned you down for coming over doesn't mean that there's no one in America that wants to come over to your house, <laughs> right? Right. And so we often, I think, we make assumptions and decisions for our friends. And so we assume that they're going to want to say no or that they don't want to do something. And so I know I've said this socially. I don't know if we've talked about it here on the podcast. But for me, like I've tried to make the decision of I'm going to ask and let them tell me no. Even if I know they're going to say no because they can't do it, I'm going to have the opportunity for them to decline. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've gotten away from just assuming that they're going to tell me no. Okay. Why do you think I do that, Jill? Why do you do that? Just to uh, make them feel included. Right. Because, like, how many times have you heard, like, <laughs> they didn't even ask me. Well, could you go, no, but they should, uh, they should have asked me. <laughs> right? And so then ask the question. Um, I had a friend once that said, yeah, they went to Disney World and didn't even ask me to go. And I said, well, were, could you go? Well, no, but they should have asked me. <laughs> right? And so then, like, just don't ever assume that they don't want to do it. Like, I was, yeah. we even had a conversation recently with, uh, this just this weekend with my kiddos. You were over, Jill, and we were yeah. talking to my girls about some things. And so um, we, we encouraged them with this exact thing. Like, don't assume that your friend doesn't want to do that you need to ask let them decline yep. you know um or, or let them agree to come like you need to reach out and do the asking and so then so I would want to challenge everyone of that like go ahead and do the asking and like give them the opportunity to decline and, th- and they may surprise you and not decline yeah. they may go oh that's like they're going to feel good that you thought about them and ask them I would agree with that 
And then you put the pressure on them to decide if they want to come or not. Because you asked, they could have said no, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to play devil's advocate. Because in this moment, all I can think of is uh, what happens when you know that they can't go, but you ask them anyway. <laughs> you just, like, it's great that you already know the answer is no, but then what pressure are you applying for them to to well, do whatever it is you're asking them to do. Well, so like if I know for sure someone can't go, like let's say I know for, that they have a conflict, I can say, hey, I've got X, Y, and Z going on. I wanted to ask you to go. I'm pretty sure that you've got something happening during that same time slot, but I wanted to make sure and invite you just in case you could come. Oh, good. Okay. Right. I think okay. that's what I would do. Yeah. And so then, and then if they say, yeah, I do have that X, Y, and Z, and like, okay, well, the next time, but just wanted you to know that I wanted you to come. I like that. You know, and so because that's really what that's about, is saying I want you there. Well, and I agree because I think a lot of times it's, it's more like, oh, I know they've got that planned, so I don't, I don't even ask, right? Mm -hmm. But in the case of the going to Disney, like it made it that popped into my head immediately. Where like, I want to go, but I can't go, and you probably yeah. know I can't go, but you're gonna ask anyway. Like, do do we ask anyway? But that's a great way to phrase it, I guess, uh, to yeah. make sure that they're clear on, hey, I just wanted to make sure that you still got this going on and that you aren't gonna be able to come with us, right? Or like, I don't want to make any assumptions. Yeah. Like, you know, like I don't know if you can, I want you to be there. You know, if if not, I understand, but I, I didn't want to make any assumptions. Good, that's good. So, okay. And then I had a friend recently talk about that she has made a new friend. And they are look, looking to kind of build their relationship deeper. And so um, this new friend had asked her, say, hey, I've got this idea. Like, as we're building our friendship, like, what if we, like, every other week, like, we went to each other's house and, like, we helped them clean. And so, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> Jill's like, I'm in the friend group. <laughs> <laughs> Can I join? And so, um, so like, my the, my friend was really excited about that, going, this is going to be so great. Like, you know, I can be at her house and help her clean. And the next week, she's going to come to my house and help me clean. And so then we can interact and talk to one another. Yeah, we're getting the task done that we need to get done. And so that we're helping each other out and, and yet, like, learning about each other and, and spending, spending time, time together. together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm putting your was, hours in. Right. And so I thought those are really cool, like give and take. Like you're both benefiting from that, mm -hmm. but not only like in connecting friendship wise, but getting your house clean. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like, well, I got to clean my house. I can't hang out with you. Like those yeah. are the reasons that you say no. But if you're doing dual duty, Woo -woo. that's a good thing. That's a good one mm -hmm. for all you moms out there. Yeah. Maybe you can find someone that wants to clean with you. That would be great. It's not my children. Like <laughs> don't invite my kids for that because I'll be like, what? Lose my number. <laughs> They're fine. Anyway. So, okay, so then moving on to self-esteem. Yes, and topic so, of the day. Yes, so tell me what you think. When you think of the term self-esteem, what do you think of? Um, honestly, I think of, like, confidence and, okay. and uh, ability to be successful and uh, knowing your worth and your value. Mm -hmm. How about you? Yeah, I think the same. Like, being able, like being confident, I think, is a, a result of good self-esteem. Like, mm -hmm. you, you absolutely know your value. That was a good statement. Like, you know that, that you're worth it, um, that people, people should want to be around you because you have value. Right. Right. And so it's not, it's not self-deprecating. It's not talking about how terrible you are, but it's like, it's kind of knowing and just having a confidence in who you are going like, yeah, I feel good about that. I have something to offer in friendship and I, I have something to gain from these people around me and not like in a manipulative, selfish way, but it's just like, I know that there's a give and take here. Like yeah. I, I have an opportunity to be in the social group because I have healthy, something to yeah. offer. Healthy, healthy. Yeah. And, and so why do you think that we struggle with self-esteem? Um, well, I think it just starts with everything else, right? Where everything else started, all of the things that have happened in your life where people have uh, spoke words that were negative or, mm -hmm. or made you believe a lie about yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
you know, we, we grow up and, and have these experiences and these homes that we grow up in, the relationships that we have, and they're not always good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can have a lot of good ones and still question self-esteem yeah. a little bit. Um, but for people who grew up in, in homes and had relationships where it was very negative and, you know, were always criticized or tore down, tore down and, uh, you know, made fun of, ridiculed, bullied, whatever the case may be, um, it, it it tears you down inside and it mm-hmm. makes you believe that you are you are not good enough and that you're not worth people's time. Well, and the things that parents say over their kids becomes their self-talk. Mm-hmm. And so if you were in an environment where your parents didn't say good, healthy things over you, then you tend to believe not so good, healthy things about yourself. Yeah. Right. So if your parents told you that you were lazy or undependable or weren't going to amount to anything or boring or no one wants to be your friend or mm-hmm. you smell and no one wants to be around you, whatever it is that they said, that's what you hang on to and say to yourself. Yeah. And so if you didn't have like adults speaking life over you growing up, it's really easy to believe the not so great things about you. Well, and I have to say, like, I have a grandson now. And so, you know, in, in, reading about that in the last few years and kind of learning how, how that works, uh, how that conversation and what you speak to people mm-hmm. impacts. I've caught myself a lot being like, Oh my gosh, you're so bad. And then I was like, no, that's not, yeah. that's not, don't say that. He's <laughs> what, what I was going to say. He's 10 months old. He's not bad. He's I was just like, like, what? what? He's Look at that spunky. cute little baby. Do anything that was bad. I can't even oh, imagine. Well, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, uh, um, yeah, he's, he's, He's walking and he's just all over the place and he's such a stinker, but he's oh. just funny. Well, that's but, that video that you showed me of him crawling through the doggy oh, door. Yeah. He did, yeah, that was a little on the naughty side. <laughs> I would agree. He's yeah. exploring. He was like checking things out, but like that kid was out the doggy door. Yeah. It took him about 35, 40 seconds and he was gone. He, he was like, like, I found my way out. Like, I'm, I'm running. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> so he is, a, he's, he's, he's so smart though, you know, and mm-hmm. I have to remember that like to phrase it the right way. So yeah, I, I've been paying attention, more attention to that so that I don't misspeak. Well, and so we wanted to talk about like some of the signs of your yeah. self-esteem being low and how it, how you see that in friendships. So if you are dealing with low self-esteem, oftentimes you spend, you choose your friends that like put you down and they tend to take advantage of you. And then they make you feel bad about your accomplishments. Like they don't speak life over you. They tear you down often. And so like, these are the people that you spend the most time with are people that are like not bringing out the best in you. Yes. And then, um, what about this one about apologizing frequently? Oh, I was really, I was big at that. (laughs) Okay. So talk about that. Uh, So apologizing frequently, it's just as a way to explain yourself like, Oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I always do this or I'm so sorry. Um, I'll just do, I'll take my own card. You know, if you're going out shopping, I'll take my own card. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, I I would preface everything I'd say with I'm sorry. Um, and I heard this, uh, I think it was Instagram or something. And they were like, just replace the, I'm sorry with thank you. Thank you, but I'm going to take my own car shopping hmm. just in case I would need to leave early. That's so interesting. It, yeah, I was like, oh, that fits. In a lot of cases, it really could could fit just changing the words. Um, and it and it you do it because you you don't want to inconvenience someone. You want them to be like under you know you want them to be understanding, and so you're automatically just apologizing for something that doesn't even need an apology in advance. Right. right. Uh, and so the goal is to you know improve the self esteem to get to the point where you're just. Yeah, thank you, but I'll drive. Like, no, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to drive myself. Right. That's a good That's a good yeah, switch thank up. You. That's a good idea. I like that. Um, also, you have a tendency to believe that you don't deserve good friends. 
mm-hmm. and that you'll always have bad, bad friends. Like if you, you think, well, the reason I have bad friends is because like I, I'm mean to, or I'm not worth it, or they don't have time for me. And so you be- have, you believe this lie that you don't deserve healthy relationships. Yeah. Like you test, you test those relationships, especially, um, where you try and sabotage them because you don't believe that you're worthy enough. So yeah, yeah that's, that's, um, it's pretty common actually. When I think about like some of the relationships that I've had, it's very common. Mm. Um, often you are unable to take compliments from people because you don't feel like you are worthy. Hmm. This, I recall early in this <laughs> podcast, someone by the name of Jill saying this was something that they Yeah, how did with. I end up with this one? Right? <laughs> Just interesting. How are you doing about that? Because I think you've said like it, it, it's challenging for you to accept a compliment. It is still challenging for me to accept a compliment and I'm in a, in a much better place, mm-hmm. but it's just the, um, um, I still have that, like, I don't want to be recognized for anything. Mm. Just, just uh, thank you for telling me that I'm doing my job. <laughs> Let's just keep moving. And so it, make, it does feel awkward and uncomfortable still, but I'm getting better at it. I do say thank you now. That's like, good. Yeah. <laughs> is it awkward because it makes you the center of attention or is it awkward because you don't believe it to be true about yourself? For me, it's more because of, I don't want the attention. Okay. It's not about, I know that I like, in most cases I'm like, yeah, that was actually, I did really good there. Yeah. So I can, I can accept the fact that I'm doing well, but I don't want it to be like, I'm not a public recognition kind of person. And that might just be my personality Yeah. as opposed to the self-esteem thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can, you can see the depth of the compliment and what they mean by that. And so you believe that to be true. It's just more about like, you don't, would you rather someone like send you an email or a text message or does that still make you uncomfortable? If they, if they have a compliment for you, uh, it's easier to take it that way because then I can just respond and say, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's harder to actually verbalize that. I don't know why, Mm. but it is. Okay. So, so I think that's interesting to point out. Uh, also people with low self-esteem in their friendships tend to have trouble making eye contact, which we've Mm -hmm. talked about that when it comes like in the previous season about like social cues and those kind of things. So low self-esteem, if you're not making eye contact, that can kind of be a sign about that. Yeah. And then. I had a couple of other ones too. Um, well, this one was assuming that everything said in a, conversa- a conversation is an attack on you. Mm. So, you know, kind of person, like making everything personal, um, kind of receiving it as if, you know, in general conversation, someone's directing that towards you in a yeah. passive aggressive way. And that's not necessarily the way that it's meant. I see this with teenagers mm. yeah. quite a bit. Like, you know, it's just kind of conversation. What are you talking about? What do you mean? You know, and someone's <laughs> like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this isn't, it's not an attack on you at all. So, um, so I think that's an interesting, um, assessment of those things. Like you get defensive when it's like, it's not even about that. Yeah. 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 Um, the other ones I had uh, were like guarding where you don't open up as oh. much so you won't share yourself. Like you'll allow other people to kind of talk and um, oh, yeah. dominate the conversation. Um, you also, one of the things they said was sometimes you can settle. Okay. Which, which does make me, does, it does make sense because like, you don't, your worth is not there. And so you're, you're willing to settle for relationships and um, you know, that aren't, that aren't necessarily the best that they could be for you. Um, yeah. you feel, and you know that that's the thing though, being self-aware and recognizing that like, yeah, it definitely it's an important part of all of this. And so if you recognize that we're going to get to that part, but yeah, well, and I think an example of settling would be like, um, allowing someone to treat you like less than, you mm-hmm. know, so like maybe like you, you accept these behaviors. So, uh, there was one time that I was supposed to meet someone for lunch. I came to pick him up at work and I sat for an hour in the parking lot waiting for them to come out. Mm. And so then it's like, man, that's a long time. <laughs> it's a long time. Right. And so like, and I don't, I don't know what the conflict was for that, but, um, but you know, like, like, do I accept that as a, like, 
it would make me wait an hour. Like, if there's a crisis or something major that you can't prevent, but yeah. it's just like it, if they're just doing taking their time kind of thing and mm-hmm. moseying, yeah. you know, that makes it difficult. So, like, you know, what are you willing to tolerate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And well, Yeah, exactly. What are you willing to tolerate? Are you settling for for that or are you going to set yourself a higher standard and say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to expect more than that? Yeah. We talk about expectations a lot and we don't want to like overstep with expectations, but when things happen, you have to evaluate them in the moment and decide. Yeah. So often you can give up on friendships in general or like you lose enthusiasm about mm-hmm. making new friends. Like you kind of give up hope. You're like, well, this is all it's worth. This is all there is. <laughs> um, you know, like there's, this is what, I, this is my friend. So <laughs> Jen Stanley is my friend. That's, you know. Oh, I got gypped so bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think I think in terms of like when I think about our relationship, I think in terms of um, vulnerability as well. I know that probably wasn't on our list, but um, you know your willingness to be vulnerable, your ability to be vulnerable in those situations because mm-hmm. you don't feel safe yeah. to do so. You have to get to that point. Yeah. Right. And so if your self-esteem isn't good and you're thinking negative things about yourself, it is really hard to yeah. be vulnerable. Yeah. Like, cause you're like, well, you're just going to take this and, and stomp on it or yeah. you're not going to understand me. or use, yeah, use it against me. Mm-hmm. And so then like you, you stay closed up, you stay a can of biscuits and you don't bust your biscuits. Yeah. Right. And, and so then. And we need you to do that. We absolutely. <laughs> and so we, yourself, like those are signs that your self-esteem may not be where it needs to be just yet. Yes. Um, what else do you have on your paper? Uh, Another note? Nope. It was just basically intimacy and vulnerability or vulnerability were kind of tied together. Okay. And so a negative attitude towards life, that that's a sign that your self-esteem is kind of waning. Like, like everything's terrible. Like nothing's going to get better. And then also being clingy with a new friend Mm -hmm. that can be a sign of low self-esteem. Yes. Like you like stay, like you hang on them almost physically. Can I say the word desperation? Like you're desperate. Like, yeah, I need somebody. And so this person showed an interest. I'm going to grab hold really tight and not like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard an interesting like explanation about like if someone is like so thirsty, that first gulp of water, like they drink into like they're 75% full. Right. And Mm -hmm. so then once you're full, then that last 25%, like you have the room for it, but like you're not as desperate for it. Yeah. You know, and so it's the same kind of thing with friendships. Like if you don't have any, then you become very, very desperate for it. It's like you're just gulping this friendship. That's really good. Yeah. And so it's like until you get your (laughs) cup kind of full and then you're like, okay, so I got this needs met. So I don't, this last 25%, I don't have to go after as hard because I've got my need met. But if you're like gulping for friendships, like getting really clingy, that, that, that can be a turnoff. Like people are like going, man. Well, and with low self-esteem, you have this constant turnover in that case because people are put off by it. And so you're constantly like, you know, wanting and wanting and wanting and it's just not working out. That's, again, self-awareness, being aware that that might be where you're at. Well, and I think it's also reinforcing then. Because you become yeah. clingy and people are like, ooh, like you, you're, Rejection. Yeah. right. And so they're like, see, nobody wants to be my friend. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, you're, you're doing things that are causing people to not want to be your friend. Yeah. Because like you're, you're just, you're too close. What, what do you think clinginess looks like? How would you describe that? I mean, I think of it physically, like probably like when my kids like hang on me, like that feels clingy, <laughs> yes. like a physical clinginess. Like, like in an intimate relationship, yes, I would think that. Would yeah, just like, it's like, no, when I'm like, get out of my personal I need, space. Yeah. I need to breathe. Six put, feet, six feet. Quit sharing my air, right? So it's that's too what, hot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so, but think of, what do you think about it looks like friendship wise? Like um, not physically, but just as a relationally, what does clinginess look like? Um, I think it would be more... Uh, like constant messaging, constant reaching out, 
constant reassurance um, mm-hmm. is, is what pops into my head. Like I constantly need be, to be reassured that you're my friend and you're going to stay oh, my yeah. friend. And, yeah. and Hey, how about this? How about we spend this time together? Or, you know, how about, how about we do this? And like always asking for time kind of, you know, in the beginning when we were talking about the, the email that we got and how reciprocity is about, um, you know, asking and, and letting them say no at the same time, if you're asking all the time and you're still getting no, like, Give some space. Right. right. Yeah. Well, I also think that clinginess can be like socially, like if you're in a group setting Mm -hmm. and so then like you just hang out with that person only and like you follow them around and like you don't let them have other conversations. Oh, yeah. Or even you get really upset when they have another friend. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what do you mean? You're supposed to hang out with me. Like, why are, why are you giving them your time? Like, don't you know, make me pee on you. <laughs> yeah, marking your territory, <laughs> right? And so, like, you, you feel like you, that they're the only person that can meet your need. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great way of summarizing that. Yeah. I'm the only person that can meet your need. And I like that. And that's not healthy. No. When it, you, yeah. You need to have more than, more than that person to do yes. that. So um, often if you have low self-esteem that you, you rush the pace of your friendships mm-hmm. and like, and that pushes your person away. They don't want to hang out with you. And then clinginess also is, is um, it's when panic happens, a fear of being alone, even for a short time. And so then you might even refuse to make friends because you don't even want to have to be alone. So like, you just like, oh, I don't want new friends. I'm just going to keep what I have. And so it's like, it's just this anxiety almost. Yeah. I think being clingy. And so I think, talk about like rushing the friendship too fast. What is, mm. Have you been in a, any relationships like that where you feel like they've pushed it too close, too fast? Listen, I'm like antisocial, and so all of my Are you about to say that about me? <laughs> no. Are you about to say Jen well, Stanley? You know. <laughs> you, you, it was you. <laughs> you were the one who kept coming back like, hey, 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 we're doing this, we're uh-huh. doing this, we're doing this. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> That's funny. But I was too chicken to say no, so I just kept doing it. <laughs> and, and look at us now. So, I couldn't so, reject you. How could I reject you? That's That'd be funny. terrible. If you don't want to start a podcast with your friend, you should probably say no. That's what she's saying. <laughs> but here we are. And, and today. One right. year later. Mm-hmm. So talk about, like, what would be, like, pushing the pace of the friendship? What does that look like? Um, I think it's – I'm going to go back to the the demanding sort of clinginess, like demanding a lot of their time, mm-hmm. um, really saying, hey, you know, like everything that you find, you're, you're inviting them to. There's nothing that you do by yourself. There's nothing you do with your other friends. It's like trying to monopolize and force that relationship. We talked about hours that you have to spend, you know, um, and we've also talked about the three, 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 three minutes, you know, three hours or three days. Um, so I feel like – I feel like it's a it's a growth process, and sometimes mm-hmm. people just want to hurry up and get to the point where they have this person that they do these things with yeah. all the time. But you have to to work at getting there. It's not just an instant all in. Everybody's you know everybody's in the pool, and we're all going. It's all good, right? It really is like let's start in the shallow end, yeah, and make our way down until we feel safe, and and you know knowing that we're not going to drown, yeah. I think that that's good. And, and knowing that it takes time to make the friendships. Mm-hmm. We got that statistic. There, it takes 200 hours, 200 hours to have intimacy with someone. And so then that doesn't happen overnight. There's not even 24 hours in a day. <laughs> right. And so like it takes time. And so you need to allow that time to happen and be there. Yeah. I also think that like having low self-esteem can make it difficult for you to accept invitations mm, yeah. to, to new things because you, you have a hard time believing that people want to hang out with you. Yeah. So when someone asks you, you're like, oh, I don't know. You know, like you're not sure that you really want to be there because you're afraid they don't really want you there. Yeah. And so then um, 
like, and you also might have that assumption that once they get to know you, that they're not going to like you. Mm, that's a good point. So yeah. it's like, well, I sh- they just, as long as they don't know much about me, then I should be okay. Or you go just because you feel like, again, don't want to reject someone. And then you're, you're in with a group of people that really don't match who you are because you're afraid to speak up. That's very true. And so you need yeah. to find your people. Yeah. That's a, we use that. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Be okay with who you are. Your normal is normal, even if it doesn't look like other people's normal. <laughs> so talk to me about toxic friendships. What do you think about toxic? Um, well, I mean, we've all kind of been there, right? Um, I think toxic friendships overall are um, negative where, where there's just a lot of a lot of negativity where you're always being criticized. They're mm-hmm. tearing you down. Um, they're talking to you about, um, you know, you're not good enough, and they reinforce all of those things that you believe about yourself. Yeah, uh, and so it, it, and and if you're, I would also say you can be in, a, you can be rather healthy and still be affected by that. Sure. Um, because you know, if it's, it's if it's repetitive, you're going to hear it constantly, and you're going to start to believe those words that they're mm-hmm. speaking over you. And we, I know we talked about this in season one, but to consider like how you feel when you're with your friends, like do they make mm. you feel bad? Yes. And so if you feel bad hanging out with someone, like you need to reevaluate, why do I feel bad? And why do I keep going back? Yeah. Right? Like if I don't leave that friendship or that time together, like feeling uplifted and encouraged and going, that was amazing. Like I'm in a new place. I have a new understanding of, my, of life and myself and I'm energized and ready to go do something. If you don't aren't having that and that friendship, like I would question why you continue going back. Yeah. Because it's not a good thing. It's, it's not, not helping a, you be a better person. It isn't. It's not going to get you moving forward. So some of the things that toxic people do is that they engage in verbally abusive behavior mm-hmm. and they put you down or they call you names and then they criticize you constantly. Yep. I've been around those environments. Those do not feel good. They don't, but people stay in them. And they do. And they make it all about them. Like those, the, the toxic person makes it all about them and has a hard time letting you express yourself at all. Yeah. And they kind of use you. Mm-hmm. Like they'll only, they'll call you when they want something or they need something, but the rest of the time they may keep you at arm's distance. Well, and, and so if you find yourself with people that don't make you feel good, you need to find new people. Yeah. <laughs> you need don't to, be afraid. Go find new people. Right. Go, you know, don't go, let them tell you that you're not going to be good enough and not going to find those <laughs> No one's going to want to be your friend. Exactly. Like that's toxic. If someone <laughs> says to you, listen, you, if you aren't my friend, you're not going to find good friends. Like that's someone that's not helping you be the best that you want to be and that you need to be. Yeah. And so like a healthy friend is going to encourage you. And so like while they, they want to make sure that they maintain your friendship and that your friends together, like you need to give them space to go spend time with other people and and have some comfort and confidence that they're not going to leave you because they found someone else to spend time with, or they're adding someone else to their peer group. That's a good point. You have to really be objective about it. Like when we're subjective about things, it's, it's all about the emotions or the feelings or what's happening. Right. But being objective about it is taking a, a kind of like setting those feelings aside and saying, this is what I see is it real? Right. Mm-hmm. We, we always talk about um, the truth. Is, is there any truth in it? And so yeah. are they really going to leave you? No, they've been your friend for 15 years. They're not going to leave you. Right. If you find another friend, right. they're not going gonna to walk away and they're not going to be hurt. Um, you know, you can heal that or you can fix, you know, you can have the conversations because you're in a good place. Right. Um, but if it is someone who is, you know, trying to tear you down all the time, like you definitely have to stop and think about where you're at and, and how that's how that's affecting you and the rest of your life. Because it's not just your relationship that might be bad. It, it permeates everything yeah. in your life. And so you have to be, you have to really kind of stop and take a look and take stock and, and realize it. Definitely. So let's talk a little bit about what a healthy friendship looks like when you have healthy self-esteem and how that, when you're healthy in your self-esteem, how that looks in your friendships. 
So when you have good self-esteem and both parties do, then the relationship has a mutual affection and respect. And then the competition is low and the support is high. I love that one. Yeah. So like you're able to cheer your friend on. Yes. And not be like, I can't believe you're doing that. Like, you know, I can't believe you got that. Like, whatever. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. That was so amazing. You did so good. And so like you're, you're there to support them, but you aren't like tearing them down because they have something you don't have. Yep. I love it. Yep. The interactions that you have are going to be way more positive than they are negative. Mm-hmm. And uh, disagreements don't put the friendship in jeopardy. Yeah. Like you can disagree without being devastated by it. Yeah. Because you've learned how to give your perspective without being hurtful. Mm-hmm. And then you also can apologize. Yeah. And so it is easier. When you feel safe. Yeah. yeah, because you know it's not going to end in a rejection. Yeah. And because you value that friendship and you don't want it to end. Right. And so you're like, I need to... I need to Own my, own my stuff yeah. in this. Yeah, <laughs> and if I've hurt that person, I need to do something about it. Agreed. Um, people that have really good self-esteem help the people around them to feel good about themselves. I love that part. And so like, it kind of rubs off. Yeah. And so like if you've got healthy self-esteem people around you, then, you're, then it's going to rub off on the people that they spend time with. And that's true. I have mm-hmm. seen that in a lot of different relationships. Not... Not even just my personal relationships, but I've seen that with other people as well, how that, how that works, um, especially in work situations where mm. you've, you know, you've got that environment maybe a little bit negative, but you've got that new person that comes in and they're really upbeat and they're positive and they, and they just speak this beautiful truth yeah. and it makes it, it makes it such a better place. And you're, you're, you're keenly aware of how they've changed. The yes. Environment a bit. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important to note like how we end up in unhealthy relationships or unhealthy self-esteem situations Mm. often it's because it's what's familiar yes right and so if you are raised in that environment or mainly your friends have been unhealthy like that you you know what to anticipate you know you know what so true you know what to do and so then it's like you go to what's familiar yeah comfortable yeah and so even though it's not healthy it's what you know and so then you're more willing to tolerate junk yeah because um because you've done done it before you've been raised around it how do you think um, we can get past that? Well, I think it's taking a minute to realize that what you don't want in these friendships, like you need to have a conversation with someone yeah. and speak truth about it and go, okay, so this is how so-and-so treats me. And then you're like, okay, so do you want to continue to be treated that way? Right? Is this okay? And so and if, if it's not, if you don't, aren't wanting to be treated that way, then like, okay, so what do you need to do to change that? And so it's really about having a conversation with someone that's on the outside we talked about this quite a bit, mm-hmm. that you need to have an objective opinion looking at what's going on in your life, you mm-hmm. know, in the environment so that you have someone speaking truth to you. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're too close to it, you don't realize it. Yep, I would agree. Uh, to me, the biggest read is going to be, how do you feel when you leave that person? Like, to me, that is a question you want to ask. Like, if you don't leave that scenario feeling uplifted and encouraged, even if you've had a hard conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you've had to say, hey, if one friend said to you, hey, this is an area that I think we need to talk about. Like, things aren't going well. Like, it's okay to have that conversation, but you need to leave energized and encouraged going, okay, you're right. This is something that I need to change and I can do it. But if you leave those conversations and you're feeling heavy and crying or feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get it right. This is so terrible. You need to evaluate what role that person has in your life because it may, it may mean that you need to step away from it. So let me ask you this, because uh, the way that you explained that makes me, makes me kind of think a little bit. If we are not healthy to begin with and we're walking away from those conversations where someone maybe has been objective and tried to, to speak some truth into our life and maybe just didn't get it quite right, didn't speak it with, you know, with the, the kindness that it needed to be, or maybe it's because of our past and where we're at that we weren't able to take that safely. How do, how do you know when that's the difference? Hmm. How do you know the difference in that? 
Good question. I think you probably need to have a trusted person to run it by. <laughs> and that's, that's really, yeah. I mean, and maybe that's the Enneagram six in me that like, I'm not trusting my own inner committee, like that I want to like talk <laughs> to other people about it. Like, what do you think about this? You know? Um, but I think it's finding, it's finding truth in it and saying, okay, is this something I really need to consider? Okay. You know, and like checking in with a third party, I think would be my first thought. And, um, but, but you need to find someone that's going to be honest with you about it, mm-hmm. you know, and that says, and if there's a spot that, yeah, you need to grow in that, that they, that they comment, that they're willing to comment on that for you. Okay. What do you think? No, I would agree with that. Like you, you, I think it all comes down to self-awareness, right? Like yeah. I get what you're talking about in the moment. Like how do you feel when you leave? That's really the awareness that we're talking about, right? Like being aware mm. of what impact that has on your life. You also know yourself and you know your past and you know what you've been through and you know where those, those weaknesses are. Right. And I, I don't, I, caution using the word weakness, but, but in the growth areas, the growth areas. Yeah. Yeah. And so, (laughs) um, so I know that those are things that I'm going to be extra touchy about. Right. And so Mm -hmm. that's why I ask, like in the moment, they really could be giving me some truth and I'm just really having a hard time accepting it because of where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, ultimately if we are really honest about where, where we're coming from and what those, those growth areas are, we, we can focus on that and we can probably align that in some ways with some truth that may be shared with us. Now, again, it goes to how is that being presented to you? Yeah. You know, if it's presented in a negative way, if it's, if it's meant to, in in a hurtful way, that's meant to demean you and keep you where you're at, really keep you, you know, in this, in this uncomfortable and sad and lonely place Yeah, and it's not healthy. Right. Um, And so you got to kind of move forward with, from it. And move on from that relationship. Yeah. And I think what I'm honing in on is like, if you're, if you're, someone is giving you truth, you need to still walk away with hope. Yeah. You know, so like, for instance, like if I'm telling my kid, one of my daughters, um, that they've, that they didn't handle something well, you Mm -hmm. know, but they need to walk away from that conversation being knowing like, Hey, you can do better than this. Like how you chose to handle that wasn't the best option, but here's a different option. So next time you can handle it better because you now have the skill to do that. Right. And so leaving them with encouragement and hope that they don't have to be that way forever, yeah. you know, but if I just tear them down and go, I can't believe you did this. That was, why were you, you didn't think that through, you know, like that's yeah. like, that feels beat up. Right. That's not good. And so like, it needs to be offering them a suggestion for, Hey, this isn't the best option. Here's what you need to do next time. Mm-hmm. I love you. And I know that you can make this change. Yeah, I was just going to say, I love you. I, I know you, I know your heart. I see you, but in, uh, and mm-hmm. in this case, I know that you had good intentions. However, we need to kind of rein that back. Yeah. In. <laughs> yeah. So then I, I think the next thing too, is that like, whenever you're having a disagreement with someone is that you choose to not take it personally. Yeah. Like that you, that you're able to talk about the topic and not, not make it be rooted in personal rejection. Yes. And yes. So, you know, like Perspective. Just, yeah. Just Oof. disagreeing on things. And so yeah. then no, it's okay to, to disagree, but that doesn't mean that you have no value and worth. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. And then I want to talk a little bit about the vulnerability. Do you want to cover that part? No. You, you oh, it's so nice of you. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so we have talked about vulnerability quite a bit. And then I've, I'm pretty sure that last episode, um, we talked about how the difference in like, um, being transparent versus being vulnerable mm-hmm. and transparency is just like sharing information, but being vulnerable is sharing something that they could hurt you with later. Yes. And so if you are in um, a, a relationship with healthy self-esteem, it, vulnerability feels easier. Yes, it does. But this could be an area that you need to grow in as your self-esteem is growing. It's uncomfortable. And so there's ways to be vulnerable and how to do that. Yeah. So the first one is 
that you you need to notice that and make sure that you're listening. So if you normally listen rather than talk, then you need to try talking about how you feel to a friend with whom you feel comfortable. So um, you need to make sure that you are sharing how you feel. Love that. And then um, because like if you you're normally just the one that's listening because you're taking mm-hmm. it all in because like well if I just listen then I don't run the risk <laughs> of putting anything out there. For Super some, easy to do. Yeah, for somebody to use against me. So you need to try to find someone that you you then decide to talk to. And so, but if you normally talk about, but don't typically show your emotions, you need to try to show your emotions. Yeah. Expressing yourself, expressing your insecurities, expressing your emotions, expressing the things that are, that, that make you who you are, are the, the most important part about having a good relationship, being honest and truthful about you, not just, mm-hmm. um, not just being open to the other people and how they are, but really, truly being honest and open about who you are. And if you feel like tears coming, you should let them fall. Yeah. Like it's okay to cry. Yeah. And so, uh, which that's a good thing, right? It is. Like it you, is. Cause, because that, crying doesn't show weakness. It shows that you're emotionally connected to what you're talking I was about. I can say the same thing. It's all about that emotion that you're feeling in the moment that connects you to that other person. So yeah, yeah I love it. And so even if your voice shakes, you need to continue trying to talk like that. That shouldn't be a reason to shut it down. Yes. Like, you know, like that's showing that your emotion, like emo- that you are feeling the emotion, like you're sitting in that. And yep. so that's a good thing. Well, and you also need to have compassion for yourself in that moment, like self-compassion. You also need to say, I, it's okay that I'm, that I'm like this. Like, this is a trusted space. We've, we've put the time in. We we're at this point. This person shares with me all the time. I'm not, I'm not giving that reciprocity mm-hmm. in a relationship if I'm not willing to sit here and be vulnerable with them as well. Yes. Um, it's also okay to let your friends see you sweat. Like when you're nervous, like it's okay <laughs> to let them know, Hey, I'm feeling kind of scared about this or I'm, I'm feeling insecure about these things. And so, um, I, I know that I recently, I guess it was yesterday, sent you a text saying, Hey, I'm feeling insecure about this particular thing. Yeah. Right. And that can be pretty vulnerable. Like I'm not posting it on Facebook. Right. But I've yeah. decided to say, Hey, this is something I'm feeling kind of squirmy about. Yep. And um, I'm being, I'm choosing to be vulnerable and sharing this with you because I, I don't want to carry it by myself. Well, and I have to say, I loved that, you know, maybe in this case, it wasn't necessarily an ask for help, but it was an, an ask from you or a comment from you. And then I was like, yes, I can partner with you in this. I can be here for yeah. you. I want to be the support that you need in this. Um, it, and it, it draws us closer. Yes. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause I think about what, what can I share? Not the, can not, I share what, not what I'm insecure about? <laughs> <laughs> so I just said, listen, you need to go to your room and do this. And I will pray at the same time that you're praying. We're yeah. going to pray together for whatever it is that yeah. you need in this moment. And I was, I felt so committed to being there to support you in that moment because it's rare that you ask for, for something yeah. like that or that you're going, you know, you're struggling with something. Yeah. Yes. I'm working hard. Like I mentioned being a six on the Enneagram and part of that is like trusting yourself. Mm -hmm. And so like I am working on that aspect of my life, like trying, okay, so why is it that I'm reaching out to this person? Am I looking for reassurance? And do I really need that? You know, like, or should I be trusting myself in this? And so, um, and, but I don't know that I always would have shared like, Hey, I'm feeling insecure about this. I don't know that I would have been, been quick to do that. Um, I would have carried it and I'd have thought about it. And, um, but I don't know that I would very, be very quick. That, that would, that'd be something that I would probably say maybe a couple of days later, but like I was feeling it in the moment. And so I immediately text and say, Hey, I'm feeling this way. And so I, yeah, yeah I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for let, being the person I could send that to. Um, you also, whenever you are, are, um, feeling like your self-esteem isn't great or you're needing to have good positive self-esteem, you need to pay attention to when you aren't acting like yourself in front of your friends. Mm. Yes. Because that's a sign. I, I can, I can identify that. Tell me why. Um, well, because I get quiet. Okay. 
when I you just when like you really shut up. Like it's normal for me to kind of be quiet anyway. But then when I'm like in my head about something, I will just I won't even be present. Like yeah. I'll be listening. I can hear what you're saying, but I'm not really connecting to anything. I kind of get uh-huh. disconnected and I get real quiet. Well, and I was talking to um, to one of my friends about like a group situation. And so it's like um, we were commenting about how whenever you're in charge of this, the social setting, like if it's your party, it's your event, then you feel responsible mm-hmm. for helping people to feel connected, yep. right? So you, you want to go around and make sure people know each other and they're interacting. And so then like you kind of work the room and you're feeling confident, like, okay, it's my job to make sure everyone feels connected. But then when you walk into an environment where it's not your party and you're just the person that coming to attend, all of a sudden you feel really insecure. And you're like, mm. you don't have comp because you're like, oh, this is, okay. I don't have a role. <laughs> no. And so like, I, I just, I'm just supposed to stand here and be here. And is anyone going to talk to me? Does anybody, you know, have anything to say? Like, do I say the right thing? You know, did I, did I put on deodorant? Like, is this okay? You know, like, <laughs> like all these self-conscious feelings. Yeah. And it's like, how interesting is it that like, whenever you um, don't feel in charge of it, you know, that you mm. shrink back. Yeah. And so like, I think I'm going to try to test that out. Like the next time that I'm in a social setting and I'm quote unquote, not in charge, like it's not my event. Uh, I'm going to try to like, if I'm going to challenge that in myself and go, okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to work at the room. What are you making that face at me for? Well, because now everybody knows like your people, all your people know that this is what's going to happen. I don't even think that you do that. Even when it's not your event, (laughs) you are still doing what you just said you were going to do. You know what though? There have been moments though that I've had to make those decisions. Like that I've, like I walked into the room and I've said, how am I going to conduct myself? Like I feel insecure walking into that room because I'm like, okay, no one's acknowledging me. No one's, you know, Mm. and this, I'm not in charge of this event. I'm just an attendee and I'm like here and, and like, I, there have been moments where I've said to myself, okay, what are you going to do here? Are you going to give in to feeling this insecurity and that you don't, you know, you don't have good self-esteem in this, or are you going to be confident? And I was like, I'm going to Jen Stanley the heck out of this. And I'm going to talk to whoever <laughs> talks to me. So don't sit down next to me. Cause I'm going to ask you some weird question that you're going to have to answer, you know, cause she brought her conversation cards. <laughs> I probably did. I got some good ones remembered. And so, so, but being mindful of that, right? Like yeah. sometimes you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Like, do you give in to these feelings that you have or do you make the actions lead feelings follow? And so then you have to make sure that you, you choose your action and then you're like, your feelings will come behind that. Yeah. So sometimes you gotta, you gotta fake it till you make it. You gotta Step out there and, and do it. That, yeah. yeah. And so even though it doesn't feel good. So do you have any other closing thoughts about self-esteem that we didn't said yet that you want to make sure and bring up? No, I think just what we said earlier about, you know, you're normal. However you are is how you are. And don't feel like you're abnormal. You just aren't around the right people yet. Yeah. Look or at around the people who are going to accept you for who you are. Yep. Pay attention to how you feel when you're around the people that you're friends with. And if yeah. you don't feel great um, because they're tearing you down and not building you up, um, then you probably need to find a new friend group. Or if you're the friend that's tearing down and not building up, you need to change your ways. Yeah. Like that's not good. Mm, that's good you want to be the person that is bringing life and speaking life to someone and like call, calling them forth to greatness and, and saying the best things about them. Like you don't want to be the one tearing people down. If you're doing that, there needs to be a shift Yeah. in how you interact with people. Be aware of what you're doing. Yeah, great. Self-awareness. Okay. So this is the last day of November. It is. And so this is so crazy that we're moving into the last part of the year. Like we have been in, we started this in the first part of January. And so like it's crazy to think that we are almost a year into this podcast. 
It's crazy. It is mm-hmm. crazy. We're very appreciative of our listeners <laughs> yes, and our followers and those that, that listen every week. That that makes it worth it to us, right? Yeah, it and does. so um making sure that, that you you show up and, and and listen to us really means a lot. So if you have any feedback for us, we'd love to hear from you. If you wanted to send us an email at bustedbiscuits at gmail.com. Bustedbiscuits three. Oh, I do it every time. <laughs> I knew we were going to do Okay, I knew it was going to be this. I was, getting, I was trying to nod my I head. Know, like, yeah, you did, didn't. I, I didn't three. get it. The three. <laughs> BustedBiscuits3 at gmail.com. Send it there. Because <laughs> if you send it to BustedBiscuits, we ain't getting it. Okay. Okay. And or over Instagram, like, you know, any way that you want to reach out to us, we'd love to hear from you. So if you have any input or questions or any kind of feedback for us, we would love to hear from you. And uh, we, we appreciate you being supportive of what we're doing. We do. Thank you so much. Until yeah. next time when we bust some biscuits.